Romans 15, 13. Amplifies the power of the Holy Ghost for us. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you might overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. There is nothing that the Holy Spirit of God can't transform and change. Nothing, no one, nowhere that he can't minister to. For the Holy Spirit of God has one primary focus when it comes to the ministration to the children of God, and that is to comfort, to transform, to convict, to change, and to restore. That's what he is. He's not a destroyer. That's left to other forces in the kingdom of God. He's a restorer. Just real quick as a little prelude before Patty takes over. There's a lot said about the power of God. Tonight, Patty's going to move forward with firepower. And our theme is power up in the Holy Ghost. What is power? Well, we all know the teachings of dunamis, etc. I'm not going to go there. I'd rather focus on this. Power belongs to God and God alone. There's not any other force or entity or system in all of the universe that is not kept in place by the power of God. The sun rejoices in the power of God. All the stars, they travel in their orbits. There's a mystical power. It's called gravity, but yet the gravity is really the force of God who put everything in its places. Even when we speak about kings and rulers, they can do nothing, but unless the power of God allows it. The son has power, for like his father, what, he's the creator. We have God the Father who by his own very being keeps everything in place, but yet we're told that Christ himself with his Father is the creator of all things. Without him was not anything made that was made, and by him all things consist. And then the Holy Spirit has power. And it's concerning this power of the Holy Spirit that we are pursuing right now. We're pursuing it with understanding. We're pursuing it with our spirit. And there are certain elements of the Holy Spirit. And as we continue in this quest, we're going to examine and identify and ask God to give us evidence of these different things. The outward, the visible display of the power of the Holy Spirit. Those things that so much amaze us, the evidence of miracles, the lame person walking, the blind person seeing, the deaf and dumb hearing and talking, 
life given back to where a sentence of death was said. The outward sign of the power of the Holy Spirit, which is a great sign of the omnipotence of God Almighty, His all power, all power. And then we have the inward power of the Holy Spirit, and the inward power of the Holy Spirit deals with our heart, and it deals with our mind, and it deals with our imagination, our will. And the inward working of the Holy Spirit is something that we just don't confess by word, but we feel it. That's where the intimacy of the relationship with the Holy Spirit is. It's inward, it's feeling, just like we feel love, just like we have emotions. The Holy Spirit's very sensitive. Holy Spirit is intimate. That's why Paul says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's easy to grieve because that's God in his most raw sense in us. All the barriers down, trusting us heart to heart. In one sense, we do well to think of the Holy Spirit inside of us, vulnerable, like a baby. We determine, we determine the very nature of that relationship inside of us, totally reliant on us. And then finally, as we look at it, we see the manifest declarations of the Holy Spirit, the power of resurrection, Another mystery that we will dwell into and understand even greater because you can't know him, as Philippians 3.10 says, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection without understanding how the Holy Spirit had his part in raising Christ from the dead. Romans 8.11, Christ was raised from the dead by the Spirit. And that same Spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in us. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence in this house. We ask you to anoint, as you already have, Patty. We ask you, Father, to sharpen and quicken the Word of God through her. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your ministration in the Spirit in this house. Don't let us leave the same way we've come in, Father. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, let this word and let this spirit settle into hearts that are prepared and ready and will cling and sustain and hold the truths, the revelation, the ministration of all that you're bringing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, our word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in power tonight. Patty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Apostle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just in case.
Interesting that Apostle Frank talked about feeling. Because I remember when um, I was first a Christian and people would say, you can't say that you feel the Holy Spirit. You're, you're, when you're saying that, you're talking about your own um, emotional sense or your own ideas. You're feeling this. But tonight, even as I was preparing to come here, the Holy Spirit was dropping that into my spirit about us and about how he, yes, we're going to feel. I feel that the Holy Spirit is saying this, or I feel that um, the Holy Spirit is telling me this, or I feel that the Holy Spirit wants me to do this. Why? Because of he, he has his own personality, and he, and he, he feels. And, and he can be hurt, and he can grieve, and, and he wants to release those feelings, those deep feelings of the heart of God into our own lives that will bring the transformation. We're talking about, we're talking about, imparta- we're talking about activation, impartation, transformation, uh, declaration, we're talking about the manifestation and the demonstration of power of the Holy Spirit. That first has to be so intimately. We, he is intimately acquainted with us if we will open every door and allow him to be. He wants to fill us with his fire and his power. The power is there. He has already baptized. Those, those that are baptized in the Holy Spirit are baptized into power. And those that are baptized in the Holy Spirit always need to be refreshed in the Holy Spirit. And we talked about that last week. Well, two days ago, I heard the words firepower. So that's where we're going to go. When I was thinking about the word firepower, um, and we already heard it about dunamis power and the force and the strength, firepower. But the Lord took me to the power of the resurrection. And when I was looking at the power of the resurrection, and the Lord said, fire power, the Holy Spirit fills us with, baptizes us in fire. Jesus himself said that, John tried to say, I don't want to baptize you, speaking of water baptism, but we're going to go through the word because the Lord gave me certain things through the word early this morning, about six this morning. And... Jesus, John said to Jesus, I, I shouldn't be the one doing this. You should be baptizing me. And Jesus said, let it be so this way now for the sake of righteousness. And so when the, when the Holy Spirit came, he came and he, Jesus made us righteous, but the Holy Spirit keeps that fire going, that the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling in us causes us to be that vessel of honor, that vessel of receiving from the Holy Spirit so that he can be honored in the earth. He glorifies Jesus within us. It's a power that can it's an empowering and a saturation to witness and to overcome. We've, we use this bottle of oil over here. 
and we anoint people with oil. One of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is the, the oil, the anointing oil. You know, he, the anointing oil that, that went over David's head and the anointing oil that's used. And, and if you have anointing oil and you have a spark, then you have a fire. God has anointed us in this time and in this season to be those anointed vessels that are going to carry and be filled with the fire of God. We, we have the power of God inside of us. The fire power of God cannot be stopped. And the oil is the accelerant, the anointing. You know, Jesus, the Bible tells us that he was anointed of the Holy Spirit. And what did he do? He went about and he demonstrated the power of God. He went about and that anointing was an acceleration. It was an accelerant and the fire was the consuming part. The oil sets us apart. We are commissioned, we are anointed, we are set apart unto the work of the Lord, but yet we're all one body, each doing, individual members doing their part. And, and the fire is what consumes us. So the oil is the anointing, and the fire of the Holy Spirit is what consumes us, so that we are consumed by his power. We're consumed on the altar. We're consumed, and in that consummation, there is, a, there is, a, there is no more left of who we would be in, that, in the spirit realm, except that we are filled with his fire and his power to represent him and to, and to be, allow him to consume us to the point where everywhere we move, we are moving with him. We have to move with the Holy Spirit. And the way to move with the Holy Spirit is to be with the Holy Spirit. It's that intimacy. It's just like, it's just like I heard firepower. He didn't have to scream firepower in my head. He, I, he, we, were in, we were in a personal intimacy place, and he spoke firepower. So we have to be so in tune with the Spirit of the Lord that, that all he has to do is a gentle whisper of what he is saying to us. I'm going to read you this, and this is where we're going to go. I know we're not going to finish this, and I'm going to go back to firepower. I know we won't finish everything, but this is what the Lord spoke to me this morning at 530. Firepower. Holy Spirit emblems. Fire and all power is who he is. He is God. He's a consuming fire. And what does fire do? Why is there fire on the altar? Isaac was put on the altar. Elijah's soldiers were consumed by a fire that God sent. Holy Spirit nature and divine power. Fire. Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit, specifically manifesting power gifts as a demonstration of the power of God, of the power of the Holy Spirit. He moved in the gifts of the Spirit. He moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. There were demonstrations that no one could explain. 
There were teachings that came that no one could understand. In fact, when we, they looked at him. In fact, when we go to the word of God, it says that they said, never have we heard teachings such as this. Never have we seen miracles such as this. Okay, the Old Testament was the Old Testament. It goes into the New Testament. We know that there was, a, there was a transfer. We know that John the Baptist stood as the one who was preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. And, and so we went into the New Testament, the New Covenant. Never had they heard the Word of God taught as it was taught. In this day and in this hour, God is anointing people. He is anointing vessels. He is anointing us to teach and preach the word of God like never before with revelation and understanding. If we stay in the old, the Holy Spirit has already moved forward. We cannot rely on the old. We have foundational teaching, and we need to stay on the foundation, Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. But this word of God is filled with revelation, deepness of God that we haven't even been able to comprehend or step into yet. Who is going to reveal that to us? It is the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is the Word of God. And if we don't read the Word of God, how do we know the Word of God? If we don't read the Word, how do we know the Word? If we don't read the Word and we don't allow the Word which the Holy Spirit takes and He deposits inside of us and He causes revelation, light to come, and all of a sudden one scripture is exposed and it's a whole new thought and it's a whole new revelation of what? Of who He is and how great He is of his plans and his purposes, of his comforting presence. So, so we have to be those that are going to be in the word. And the Lord, and I wrote down, so when the Holy Spirit came on the Lord Jesus, and what, what was, and even at the coming of the Holy Spirit, what was the attention getter that was along with the fire? The attention getter for people, we focus in on, we're going to study the gifts. We foc and I'll tell you when Apostle said you're going to get it something different than you taught it before, that was the word of the Lord. Because I, because everything I taught before in here, is, is still there. Some of it is very good, and some of it I'm gleaning from, but it's, it doesn't even go in the order that, that was given to me before in that season. But if we look at it, we're looking at that the Holy Spirit, what was the attention getter when the Holy Spirit came? Jesus said, the Holy, you're going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. What was the attention getter? The attention getter was the fire, and the attention getter was tongues. But we cannot get hung up on that's the only thing, because the Holy Spirit is greater. So the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, those came with the Holy Spirit. The other gifts were manifesting through Jesus because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit to do the works of the Lord. We're anointed by the Holy Spirit to do the works. And it said, 
and, and I'm going to go to scripture and said, never, never have we heard things like this before. Uh, he teaches with power. They're speaking gifts. Never have we seen like this before. Blind eyes open, ears open, deliverance, raising the dead, all of the power gifts. Never has anyone told me uh, about myself like, like the woman at the well said, nobody ever told me anything like this about myself. What happened? There was a revelation. The, the gift, the Lord spoke. The Lord spoke to her by the Holy Spirit and revealed to her what was going on in her life. We hear so much about the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom and, and discerning of spirits. The, I'm going to just say this before we go. We have word of knowledge. It's speaking to the past and the present. We have word of wisdom that's God's wisdom in a situation to make a way to give us the wisdom we need to move forward. It deals more with the future. We have discerning of spirits, which is different than the gift of discernment. Discernment is the gift of the Holy Spirit. As, though, as we mature in the Lord, we have discernment. The gift of discerning of spirits is dealing with a classic group of, of spirits, and it's dealing with um, angelic, it's dealing with demonic, it's even dealing with the human spirit. How many, let's stir up our gifts in here. Let, what are we, we're here to be prepared. We are being prepared to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. So let's stir up and activate those gifts. So think about it. When you're in the presence of someone, when you're in the presence of someone, sometimes if somebody says something, do you, can you discern? Does the Lord show you in that gift of discerning his spirits if somebody's speaking? Like it seems like, you know what? That's their human spirit talking. I don't discern. I don't have that discern, discerning of spirits that that is the spirit of the Lord talking. Or how about if you're in a deliverance session and all of a sudden something speaks up, you know that that's a demonic spirit. That gift operates that way, and, I'm, and, and it's a revelatory gift. And the way that gift operates is it's almost like if I went right now and shut the lights off with a switch and I turn the switch on, that's how it works. A classic example is the Apostle Paul on the road um, when, when, the, um, when the woman who, um, Acts 10, I think, when the woman who uh, was demon-possessed, she, she had a spirit of divination. The Bible tells us that she followed him and she followed him. And every day she was following him and she was declaring truth. She was following him and she was declaring truth. But in the midst of following him and declaring truth, one day he turned, you know, activate your spirit in this. You're hearing it? Okay, yeah, wait a minute. That doesn't really sound right. Uh, okay, I'm hearing it again. Well, you know, it, it's saying the right thing, but, you know, we have to watch out for, for those spirits that are going to try. You know, we're in that time. Deceiving spirits. We're in that time. Uh, lawlessness. We're in that time. We're voices. We have to shut off the voices and we have to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. So she followed him and she was declaring the truth. But then one day, one day something happened. What happened? What happened that he knew that, that he turned and he spoke to that spirit? What happened was that gift of discerning of spirits came into operation. And although he had heard it for so, and the Bible, I believe, says many days. And, and when that was happening, 
he didn't get it till that one day. You see, those gifts are divine. They're within us, and they are the Holy Spirit anoints us, and he gives us, and he stirs those gifts up so that we know what we have, what we need at the time we need it. We have to realize that. Now, speaking about firepower, we know that about the dunamis, and we know the Holy Spirit on us and in us. We said last time, how many feel, have felt the Holy Spirit coming upon you? You feel he comes in the, in the midst of the service. We feel when the Holy Spirit falls. We can, we can sense when, you know, when he, he's, the way he moves in a service. We, we can feel how he moves in our innermost being. How, you know, how did I know this morning that at 5.30 that I was going to get all of that outline? I didn't know it when I opened my eyes. I knew it when I began to hear him. Begin, and, and we have to, that's part of moving with the Holy Spirit. How do we hear him? A, a gentle voice? How do we hear him? An impression? How do we hear him? In intimacy? How do we hear him? We feel him. How do we, how are we led by him? How do we know, you know, circumstances, people, uh, situations, the Bible, the word? But I knew all of a sudden that I began to receive some things. So I hurried up and got my phone and began to type it out. And praise the Lord, I was able to type it and see it and still read it because I've done that in the past and not been able to. It was all jumbled words because it was dark. But firepower. You know, firepower makes, makes me think about a military phrase. You know, uh, you were in the army of the Lord and the Lord has anointed us. But firepower is passion. It's a rebirth. It's a purification Firepower is giving us everything we need to catch on fire by the anointing of the Holy Spirit and to step out of fear and to step into purpose. And that's where we are. We are being purposed and purposefully in this house and in our lives put on a set pattern, a set course to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. We are, we are, our feet are set. You know, we hear the scripture, you know, my face like flint. Our feet are set. And each of us, in the sphere of influence that we have, the Holy Spirit wants to infill, empower, uh, bring demonstration, show who he is in the lives of people in our lives, and bring us to the point where when we're walking, we're, we're walking in full power. We're not, our lamps are full. We are not empty. The only way that our lamps can remain full is to seek his face, to pray, to read the word, to worship. The time of warfare, as we knew warfare before, is different than the time of warfare that we're going into. 
The time of warfare we're in now is the declaration of the word of God because the sharp two-edged sword coming out of the mouth of the Lord is going to dispel and break and cut it away. The Holy Spirit is anointing us with a different and special, personal, infilling power relationship as never before. And he's stirring that. He's saying, I want, you, I want you to desire me more than you desire life. Think about this. Think about the whole burnt offering. Think about that. I was studying that today. And... The whole burnt offering was placed, and we, go into, we could also go into Romans. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. We know Jesus paid the price, but follow me on this. The whole burnt offering. Consuming fire. The Holy Spirit immersing and baptizing in the book of Acts. So the whole burnt offering was called that for a reason. It was the whole burnt offering that was the Lord's. In other offerings, if you study, they were to be shared and pieces were to be given to the priest and to the person even who offered. Interesting, when I st was studying that today, because it, it, the Lord took me into it, because he wants to consume us. That means every part of us. That means he wants to invade our minds. He wants, to, he wants to shift our thinking because we're not in the same place we were even a year ago. We are in a new place. We are in a new time and we are in a new season. And we have to be willing to open ourselves up for the whole, to be the whole burnt offering. So the priest interesting this that the outer layer what the priest was allowed to have in other words when they took the fur off of the sheep they were able to give that but the whole burnt offering was laid upon the altar and it was consumed by the fire we sing the song don't let the fire on my altar ever burn out but how many know sometimes it does? Okay? Sometimes the fire's burning out. So how do we not allow the fire to burn out? We stay in the we stay in the consuming presence of the Spirit of the Lord. And we can do that by walking. We we can we can do that. I'm doing it now. You're doing it now. We have to allow him to consume us. We have to allow him to change us. We have to allow him to refill us. We have to allow him to reveal to us. We have to allow to him, him to convict us. We have to allow him to go into those hidden chambers of our heart and do what needs to be done. So the whole burnt offering on the altar was, is consumed by the Lord. Romans tells us, we're living sacrifices. Who, who, who? Yes, the fire of God was there. Yes, I mean, there, there was fire and it was set ablaze. It's representation of how we need to be. It's representation that we 
come. You can make any place your altar, but we have to make a place our altar. We can make any place our altar. I can right now have an altar right here. Any place can be our altar, but we have to make it be our altar. We can't allow the the things that are happening not to allow the fire of God to to empower us and come into us and be all that he needs to be inside of us because then what's going to happen then we're going to take just like when the when the baptism in the holy spirit came when the holy spirit came at the birthing of the church and the apostles went out into the street and they were filled with a boldness and a power that they had never had before because they were all hiding and in an upper room yes they were obeying but some of them were really hiding and and what happened there was a difference in the streets and people were instantly convicted and lives were changed and there was salvations 5000 there was there were people that were changed by the power of God we can't do anything in ourselves but with him and moving with the holy spirit and hearing his voice and obeying him and allowing him to pour forth his power through us is going to manifest in the demonstration of what God wants to do in these days firepower so Jeremiah 23:29 I'm going to go there Jeremiah 23:29 Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock. My version says, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock. The word of God coming out of the mouth of someone filled with the power of the Holy Spirit is going to demonstrate what God wants demonstrated in that situation. You know, we, a lot of us struggle through praying for some different things and some things that just don't simply want to break. Is not my word? Prophesy. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. When we stand in faith in the gift of faith and we stand and allow the holy spirit to move through us in that power his word spoken by you and i by us will break through what it needs to break through it will deliver it will heal he will minister all we have to do is look at the life of jesus all we have to do is look at how Jesus anointed by the Holy Spirit went about doing all these things. He delivered, he healed, he set free, he opened blind eyes, he, he, he spoke, he, he forgave sins. He did all the things that he was sent to do. The scripture tells us that the wind is going to blow where it's going to blow. 
and fire is all powerful. So if there's a fire and the wind is blowing, then that fire is going to catch whatever is around it. So when we're moving in the power of the Holy Spirit and his wind is moving us and his anointing is moving us and he and we're following his leading and we're on fire then whatever we're going to get near is going to catch some fire because the wind is blowing the fire the holy spirit power is blowing the fire and we will catch those things on fire that need to be caught on fire what does fire do fire is all powerful it's purifying, it's revealing, it's consuming. A pillar of fire was given by night, illumination, the illuminating presence of God. All truth, when, when, when the Lord is revealing, he's revealing all truth. He's revealing kingdom truth. He's not revealing what our mindsets might want to hear. He's revealing kingdom truths. The Holy Spirit fire is not, he is not, it is not a thing. It is a person and an ongoing happening within us. His fire in us, through us, should permeate our bones and consume us with his baptism and his refining presence. Say with me now, Lord, never let the fire on my altar go out. Lord, may you be the fire shut up in my bones now now begin to f sense that the power of god do you see the power in the word let his word be like fire within us let the holy spirit so stir us yes we we started this with the lord saying let remind them who i am and what i have done that same spirit resides within us and he wants us on fire and it doesn't and it means that 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 compromise gets cut off it means that that things that need to be set down get set down it means that if if what it means is lord whatever it is and however it is and whenever it is i want to be filled with your power and i'm not going to be satisfied holy spirit until you and i are there in the spirit in one what did jesus say the father in me i'm in the father and you're in me so then that is not any kind of blasphemy for me to say that we're going to be one with the holy spirit in our hearts and in our lives so that we move that when we're taking a step it's actually him moving us in a step that's his desire he just hit his desire is to fellowship to to give us all the victory he is to be worshiped another thing that the lord brought to me we talk about the holy spirit inside of us and apostle shared some 
some of the words that I'm going to use because he talked about in outside of us, inside of us, and we are his dwelling place. In the Old Testament, the tabernacle of Moses was the temporary place of worship. We are an eternal dwelling place of worship. Inside of us is the eternal God. Inside of us is the comforter, the paraclete, one called alongside to help. One who, was along, who comes alongside and he helps us to do the things that we need to do. And he comforts us and he speaks to us and he dwells within us. So the, the dwelling place of the Lord outside outside was the tabernacle the fire for the burnt offering was commanded to be kept burning the light never there was there was never would the fight was the fire to go out we have to say God's presence and our need for him should that fire should never go out This is an interesting fact. The 1666, there was a great fire in London. We're going to connect it to something we heard about John G. Lake. There was a great fire in London, and it destroyed 80% of the city, but also ended an outbreak of bubonic plague. And that bubonic plague had killed more than 65,000 people the previous year. The fire killed the rats and the fleas that carried the plague. All we have to do is look at today's world. And we have to say that we have the fire of God to transform and to save lives and to cause people to come into the knowledge of the Lord that, that he has given us that fire power to do those things and to stop the plague, to stop the, the power of the enemy, to stop what is going on in the world and to, and to see a difference in a transformation for the glory of the Lord. For the glory of the Lord. That in the natural, we have Holy Spirit power released through us into the earth as a consuming fire by the church. It's on the rise and we need to move into the power so that we will shift from that death and the plague and everything that is going on and focus on him and let him do the work that he's going to do. Yes, we are going to see miracles. Believe it now, receive it now, declare it now. We are going to receive miracles. The scripture calls it in the in the book of Corinthians it says that he that, that there are those that do working of miracles the gift of working of miracles well working of miracles works in tandem with that powerful gift of faith 
It's not just mustard seed faith. It's not just faith. We have to have eyes to see what God is doing in the earth and not see it in a natural way. We have to see it in, a, in the spirit. And in the spirit, when we see it, we will be flowing in that power of God that will transform, consume, change, and light this world on fire. What is that power going to do? It's going to shift. It's going to shift nations. It's going to shift and draw people and deliver and set free. You see, I was going to have three signs up here. Probably should have had the board. But I said no. <laughs> three signs. You know what the power gifts are of the Holy Spirit listed in Corinthians? It's what we saw that Jesus moved in. Jesus, anointed of the Holy Spirit, healed, delivered, had great faith. Now, he was the son of man and the son of God, but he had to move in the natural. So he was anointed because there could be no question. So he was anointed. And then miracles happening. There's like 33, I think I was looking at today, miracles, deliverances, healings that were taking place. Those three gifts are called the power gifts. That's why when you see an apostolic mantle, not that it doesn't fall on all of us because God uses all of us in the gifts of the Spirit, and we can move and use those, but the identification of, a, of an apostolic mantle first and foremost is faith. Jesus, the apostle, is, is, is the chief apostle. But Jesus, what did he do? He went and he walked on water. That wasn't just a faith. That was the gift of faith given to him from the Holy Spirit to walk on water and, to, and, it had, and, and, they, and they saw and they were amazed. Coupled with that, you take the gift of faith miracles, gifts of healings, and those are your power gifts. Why? Because they are demonstrations of the power of God in the earth and through the lives of people and in situations and circumstances. Faith couples with miracles to see it come to pass. Gift of faith couples with gifts of healings. I mean, Jesus would, I mean, Lazarus was raised from the dead right? When he was raised from the dead, that was a miracle. Not only was it a miracle, but it was a healing because he was sick. Lazarus, your friend, he's sick. Not only was it a Gifts of healing, and we break them down just to identify because, see, there's going to be some activation. You have to understand how to move in those giftings. We have to know that. So in the midst of that, what else was activated? Faith. You've got to have some a gift of faith to believe that there's going to, somebody's getting raised from the dead. Okay, you can't just come up and say, I'm going to raise you from the dead. You have to be, have that gift of faith and activation. And, and it's not mustard seed faith. It's not mountain moving faith. It is the gift of the Holy Spirit of faith that is imparted, that is activated. 
that, kind, that gift says this. You can tr- doubt. This is the best way to describe it because we're gonna, we need to activate that for the places that the Holy Spirit is taking us. We have to have those gifts in operation. The best way to describe it is this. If you're standing there and all of a sudden you're moving in the gift, the Holy Spirit has anointed for the gift of faith. Listen, that gift of faith could be for a prolonged time because you have to have faith to walk through some things till you get to that promise at the end. That gift of faith will carry us through. The gift of faith carries us to that next point. And that gift of faith will cause us also to see what God wants us to see and to perform that miracle and lay hands on the sick and have them recover through gifts of healings. But the gift of faith is like this. I can best describe it. There's the ground, and I'm standing on it. And, and doubt is trying to come up. And it, doubt can't even hardly move by my feet because it's not going nowhere. Because the gift of faith actually just shatters it. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what the circumstance says. It doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters because there's a power that is residing inside that says this gift of faith is going to take me to right there. There's that promise. This is where it's headed. The gift of faith is given to take us to that place, to to cause things to happen, to cause the sea to open, to cause blind eyes to open. That gift of faith comes into operation, and there is no stopping it. And it's a gift of the Holy Spirit that cannot be contained. It's supernaturally given, anointed, appointed, deposited for use. And, And we have to move in and understand what God is saying when he's talking about the gift of faith and what he's and and what he's it's not simple faith it is not it is a it is a power gift that causes us to go to that next place and that next level we have been prophesying in this church that we are going to another place. We have been prophesying that we're going to the place of next. We've been prophesying and we've been speaking into the atmosphere. Prophecy isn't just the fact that I'm going to say, thus saith the Lord. That's not what that is about. We are prophesying the word of God from the spirit of the Lord who told us that we're going into a next place. We're following his leading into that next place, that next territory, that next area, that next vast um, vastness of spiritual life and, and spiritual happenings that God is calling us to go to. When we are saying that, we are releasing things into the atmosphere that is, is power into the atmosphere. If we are pulling back against that and saying, well, I don't know, I don't see it, then we're not moving in the Holy Spirit. We have to move in the Holy Spirit and declare what the Word says. I never saw one place where God said he couldn't do it. I never saw a place where he said he, it was impossible. For with God, all things are possible. And he who resides within us causes those possibilities to happen. Now listen, let me give you a definition of the gift of faith. It's an anointing of the Spirit of God as they all are. 
manifested by the Holy Spirit, given to the believer so that they might receive miracles or blessings. That gift of faith is right there, activated to be able to receive what God has promised, to be able to go after that blessing that God has laid out there, to be able to go to that place of next. I mean, my goodness, would you be thinking we'd be having a mark-off projects this year? We're going to the place of next, not only in the spirit, but in the natural. This gift of faith is, now listen, is only a tiny portion of God's total faith. And it about lays us out. Because these are human vessels that have to get used to that powerful flow of the presence of God. And as we move and we have that powerful flow of the presence of God, we have to be, we have to stretch as God is abounding and he's giving us abundance. We have to stretch into those new mantles and we have to stretch into that place of next and that new place. And in stretching in, it gives us even more of that faith. It's a tiny portion of God's total faith. Just think about it. My God, supernaturally imparted by the Holy Spirit to the believer for this specific time. And for the time that is being, it's warm in here, and for the time that we are being sent into, and for the time in our lives, and for the time in our families, one thing we have, you know how we can have a telescope? Of course you do. And we're looking through the telescope. And sometimes our telescopic view is only about ourselves. Because we become so overwhelmed with things that, that, that it narrows and it becomes just about us. You know, I remember a preacher saying, us four and no more. You know, it's just us. But the Lord is widening the lens. And he's saying, I've already taken care of you and us. Now, I want you to take a look at what else I'm doing. And begin to have the gift of faith to pray into that and to reach into that and to step into that. Because it's bigger it's bigger than what you ever imagined. Because what? For I know the plans, not just that he has for us, but that he has for the entire world, his, the family that he's after. He says, I know the plans. So we have to allow our telescope, we have to allow a broad scope of what God is doing. This gift of faith is an endowment by the Spirit. That that, which is, that that which is uttered or desired by a man or a woman, according to the word, which has been imparted into us by God, shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. There's no doubt. There's no worry. There's no fear. It shall come to pass. That is the gift of faith. The person believes God, now listen to this, 
in such a way with this gift that God continues to honor their word as his very own, and he brings it miraculously to pass. See, you could look at someone and say, well, you know, I wonder if they're moving in the gift of faith or something to that nature. But this gift, you know it inside when you have it, and you move in it. In this anointing of the Holy Spirit that he's pouring out upon us in a new and a fresh way, he's, he's literally taking out the old and sweeping it away and, and ushering us into the new. Are we going to let the fire of our altar continue to burn? The fire on our altar, because it's first and foremost personal when apostle asked me to teach this on a Sunday and said you're going to do it on Tuesday I heard the Lord say one word to me the Holy Spirit said it and he said discipline and I said I knew because I knew what he meant to me with that word. Our prayer time, our personal time, our declaring time, our intimate time. See, our intimate time is like, I don't go rush, let me use this as an example. I don't go rushing into my bedroom with the door slamming and do all of that. No. What do I do? I come in, and I come in softly. And I go into the room, and I take a look, and then I continue, and I go into my bed, into our bed. The Holy Spirit, he's not going to, if we're busy talking, how can we have intimacy? We were taught a pattern, a pattern when I first got saved. You come in and you, you, you open in prayer, um, you repent, you pray in the spirit, uh, you read your Bible, uh, you have a notebook, and, and it really didn't leave any time just to not say anything. Some of those old patterns have to go because, do you know, intimacy with the Lord and sitting before him and be, sitting before the Holy Spirit and waiting on the Holy Spirit is just as much a personal, intimate time of hearing from God if we don't even open our mouth. And that's where that power and that's where that sitting there and allowing him just allowing him to fill us, allowing him to, to sweep over us, allowing him to speak to us and hearing his voice and allowing him to continue to bring the fire and the power that is needed for that day and for the days ahead and for the and for our lives and for the nations and 
We should, we should hear from the Lord. We should hear from him. He resides. He's fellowshipping with us. Someone was coming to our house today, and, and I didn't know they were coming. But even when I was on the phone with Pastor Laura Lee, and I know I said this on the phone, we're going to keep our peace. We're going to keep our peace. We're not going to lose our peace. I didn't know that somebody was coming, but how did I know that? Because the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, he whispered, keep your peace. Keep your peace. Now we're talking about our relationship with him, and we're intermingling the gifts of the Spirit, and we, and we need to have activations for that, but we have to have a time where we have our altar and we allow the fire to consume us. We allow the fire of God to consume us. Father, I just pray right now, first and foremost, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We need your fire. Holy Spirit, we need your fire. Holy Spirit, we need your fire. Come, Lord. Set us on fire, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, all-consuming fire. Consume us, Lord. Consume us in your presence. Set us on fire. Do what only you can do in our lives, Lord. Even right now, Lord, I could feel the fire in my own hands, Lord. Light us on fire in our hands, Lord. The Lord, we're going to lay hands upon the sick, and we're going to see them recover. Lord, I thank you for the fire. I just want you to lay, put your hands up, those who will. You want it, just let's put your hands up. Father, let your fire, Spirit of God, fire of the Holy Spirit, permeate right now, Lord, through our hands, Lord. Permeate through our bones, O oh God. You're calling us to be living sacrifices on the altar, Lord. That there's nothing left of us and there's only what's left is your con consummation, Lord. 